Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Buffalo Plus podcast. Dan Fates, Jenna Cottrell, uh, Mike Catalana with me as well. We're going to break down the Bills' season-ending loss to the Bengals, 27-10, to Buffalo falling at home in Orchard Park. Mike, tough loss, last loss. This game decided the Bills' season. Uh, what is your biggest takeaway from this game? That all the problems they had during the year came back to haunt them Yeah. in the biggest game of the year. And in the past, they found a way to work around those things. It was Josh saving them. Jordan Poyer making an interception in the end zone, Von Miller with a sack, like whatever it was, they found a way to overcome it. Well, this one was, it all came together. Both lines of scrimmage, play calling, defensive play calling, schemes, adjustments, bad timeouts. I mean, everything came together in one day and, um, and it showed. It was 27-10. Dan, it wasn't even that close. No, I remember we talked about at the end, you know, a week ago. Oh, like, you know, they had the turnovers. They stalled against Miami, but they, you know, found a way to win. But they got to clean things up. And Josh with the turnovers, all those things. And I I remember us saying, like, that's who this team is. And they got away with it against teams they were better than. And the Bengals were a better team. And that is what happens when you get dominated on both lines scrimmage. The offense wasn't creative. The defense couldn't get any pressure. Like, yeah. All of those things, like Matt Milano said it after the game, we didn't execute offensively, defensively, special teams, and that's a, a, a recipe for a disaster. And, Mike, you're right. It was more of a disaster than a 27-10 to 10 loss. I, I, my thing I'm surprised by was just the energy level, how flat it was in that game. I mean, the opening drive, Bengals walk down the field, score the touchdown, and you're like, all right, let's see what the Bills can do. Three and out from Buffalo. But, Mike, it just felt like... The Bills got themselves into a hole, and it was just they, – they had nothing. Yeah. And, and look, I know the DeMar Hamlin thing was very impactful, but it's been an awesome story since that happened. And the team has had moments. I, I don't think any of them used that or said that. I know it's been emotional for them, but let's be honest. I mean, DeMar's at the game. It was a crazy circumstance. He's doing well. I don't think that's got anything to do with it, and I wouldn't expect anybody to say anything. Now, the overall impact of this whole season, which has been crazy, maybe, but come on. It's a home playoff game against the Bengals. You might lose because Cincinnati's good, well-coached. Yeah. How many in a row yeah. have they won now? Is it 10. 10 in a row? Yeah. Um, but all of that being said, you never looked like you were – they were in the game for about two minutes after Josh got the touchdown and yep. make it 14-7. Yeah. And then they just laid there while, you know, Cincinnati went down the field and scored. No responses. Nobody stepped up. And, you know, Dan, if you live the whole time by just saying, well, Josh will bail us out. Yeah. Yeah. It catches up with you. 
and I know we, we, we have plenty of time through this offseason to address big issues. And there needs to be issues that, that, that will be addressed. But this was an example of no offensive identity, no in-game adjustments, no creativity. It was a, a lackluster performance. And again, we've talked about it before. I know Dan Orlovsky's talked about it, that the Bills' game plan at times is third in Josh Allen, like third and be a hero. And that's not a recipe to live by. Yeah. And it's not a formula to win, turning the ball over, all of those things. They didn't turn it over today. They didn't generate anything. You know, it was funny you say that. Jenna, think about this. We watched the other teams play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City has made plays. They always make plays. Yeah. What's their go-to? They're going to Kelsey. He's getting them a first yeah. down. Yep. Yeah. Or Mahomes makes a play. Or they are not a great running team, but they can run it. You watch the 49ers. Multiple ways to beat you Oof. running the ball. Yeah. Purdy just puts Physical. it on the money. They have wide receivers who will catch the ball, yeah. go distances, and they've got obviously they got Kittle. You watch the Eagles. They can run the ball numerous ways. Hertz can beat you with his legs. Great offensive line. Like multiple ways, creative ways. All those teams are super creative. Yeah. Uh, the Bills. Look, I don't think Cincinnati is the craziest, most inventive offense, but they have a super calm quarterback, yeah. they, great yeah. receivers. Methodical. Yeah. Methodical. They are well coached and efficient. Yes. And they got the perfect guy leading it. And now, even, do I think Josh Allen is as talented or probably is more talented? Correct. Yeah. But I think I think there's better coaching and a better plan yep. for Joe Burrow than there is for and, Josh I mean, let's, Allen. And let's be real, though. There was better execution as yeah. well. But all of those things go into how prepared you are for a game. And it felt like – I agree. It didn't, it didn't seem like there was – any creativity and then you saw the frustration from Stefan Diggs and we can talk about that as well of you know we talked this season about like you want to see them force the ball to Diggs if they need to because he has been so dependable this season he's had big numbers he's come up in big moments um and then to see kind of the way things went down the stretch the frustrations after the game I I, I don't mean I'm I'm disappointed in Diggs and he didn't hang around, and Josh has to answer for him. Sean McDermott's got to answer for him. I'm not saying that Diggs doesn't have a point sometimes to just get me the ball, but you do that, then you leave, and you don't talk. I've loved Diggs since he's been there. I think he's an awesome player. He's been a leader. He's been great with his teammates. But in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, you're on the sidelines yelling at your quarterback. And I'm not talking about in the second quarter when you can do something about it. I'm talking about you're yelling at him when the game's over. Right, that the game was over after yeah. that incompletion. Yeah, I, I just think it's weak because our job is to go in and ask questions, and we ask people about those. It's almost unfair to ask not Josh, obviously, or not McDermott, but other guys because they got you got to answer for somebody else. And I thought maybe it's just a bad moment, and hopefully it'll be fine. Yeah. But that's not a way to go out of a season. No, it's bad optics. I I, yeah. I, I don't think this means. I, I know you said weak and I can see it's a weak moment I, I agree because again like you said everybody else has to talk for Diggs or about Diggs but I don't think it makes Diggs a bad teammate Sean McDermott said he's he's a competitor all those things we we know that it's just not a good look that that's all My, like, like like when the season's crumbling and things are going bad like I didn't love seeing I, that I'm, yeah. I'm gonna just slightly maybe it's semantics the season wasn't crumbling it had crumbled 
The game was yeah. over. Yep. It wasn't like, I'm going to scream at you and we're going to make something happen. Yeah. No, the game, they, they were done. And I just think it was bad. Now, look. It was very reactionary. It was. And I don't know. I just think that's not, that a team sticks together. They've stuck together through a lot of stuff. I yeah. I didn't like, this game was really, you put it all together, like terrible offense, terrible defense, that's, coaching problems, everything. That's probably the worst we've seen the Bills play in a, in a while, I yeah, would we, say. Yeah, we said since, I said since Jacksonville, when they, they were so lackluster and discombobulated in, in Jacksonville. But that was in Jacksonville against a bad team yep. on the road during the season. It's yep. a home playoff game to go to the AFC title game. Yeah. The one thing I just want to finish on is that you know, we talk about creativity, and and we had done a podcast earlier in the week um, and or before the playoffs and talking about the moments that stuck out to us the most um, about the Bills and the playoffs. And, Mike, yours was John Brown throwing the touchdown pass on the opening drive against the Texans uh, in the 2019 playoffs. Josh Allen's first playoff drive. Yep. I, and I think about Dawson Knox and the two-point conversion last year in Nashville when he threw that um, with the broken hand at the time. Yeah. Or I think about Cole Beasley throwing a touchdown pass. Uh, I can't remember who it was, too. But, like, those creative plays that Brian Dable brought and pushed the envelope, kept defenses on their toes and confused them. And it doesn't even need to be a lot of confusion. It just needs to be make them think and then don't let them react and that has been very frustrating for me this year where there is no pre-step motion there is no look this way so i can go that way it's a whole lot of hoping that josh makes a superhuman play there are times where when i'm on the field it just it feels like it's just a series everything is a slog where you're like every yard i feel like for the last well, couple Jenna, of weeks. if you look at the statistics, Josh Allen is, is playing the same way that he did the year before, you know, last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, it feels different. Box score scouting, that's yeah. all that is. It feels really different, and that's those are big things that they have to address in the offseason, and there are probably, I would imagine, a lot of changes coming. Um, but that being said, like, I I mean, the, I think this was just the Bills' worst possible game. Like, I think they yeah. are... They can be an incredibly efficient and high-powered offense, all of these things. But it was – like, my thing was it was just interesting to see everything fall apart kind of simultaneously. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Look, Brandon Bean deserves blame. I mean, the offensive yeah. line, they've spent money. They've spent picks, uh, but not to the extent that they did on the D-line. The offensive line's let them down. There's no question. Um, you know, they went out and got Roger Saffold. Uh, they – you know, Spencer Brown yeah. has not been what they hoped he would be. Deion Dawkins, by the end of the year, was struggling. Teams were, and I don't know if Deion's 100% healthy. I know he's been going through some things during the year, but seriously, like th- that line is not, it's certainly on a good day is average, right? That's all they are. They don't have a great identity. They're not a power line. They're not a great athletic line. Like, yeah. you know, and they don't have that. And, you know, weapon wise, they don't have anybody. Outside of Diggs, that you count on week in, week out. Dawson Knox is a nice player. I think he's, in some ways, their second most dependable pass catcher. Yeah. Agreed. Especially during, during so, the last part of the season. I think I'm aggressive in the offseason if I'm being. I'm helping Josh Allen and maybe starting with, I'll ask you guys now, is Dorsey back next year? 
I don't think he is. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I feel like, and maybe this is just, you know, me looking too far into it. But in terms of in terms of the vibes, guys, it just doesn't feel the same. From I mean, Dable and Josh it seemed like they were best buds, and I feel like there's been a lot of frustration with Ken Dorsey and just like we talked about some of the play calling. And I think it's just I don't know where you go because you know people have talked about Joe Brady, the Bills' quarterbacks coach, but obviously he would be taking over offensive coordinator duties, and he would be in a first year role like that type of thing. Um, but Dorsey, I just think there's growing pains with anyone, but <sighs> I don't know. Do you have time for the growing pains? Exactly. Stand? Like you have a window. No. And, and that's what it is. And I know I'm, I went in before the game. I was sitting in the press box and I talked to a bunch of people. And I, said, I got a hot flex. Take. Yeah. <laughs> you had a hot take? Yeah. How <laughs> rare. And I said, is Ken Dorsey coaching for his job today? I said that before the game. Wow. Look at you. I said that before. And I don't know if I necessarily believed it, but we saw that the offense sputtered and stalled against Miami and the turnovers have been an issue all year and all of these things. Um, I I think it's probably more likely he stays, but I wouldn't not I would not be surprised in the slightest if he didn't. If he, if he left, if he was fired. Um, I think the Bills would love for him to somehow land a head coaching job, whether it was Carolina, and they could shake hands and not kick him out the door, but close the door behind him. Um, because I think this offense needs to be challenged. I think these this the message that has gone stale, um, and it's over a whole year. This isn't just a two-game sample size where they've struggled. Like they This offense has plateaued. And it's lacking, like we just mentioned, creativity. And I just think that there are other voices that can come in, fresh voices that have not been a part of the organization. Don't just give Ken Dorsey the job or because Josh Allen likes him or that he's familiar with the, the organization. Get somebody that can take this offense to another level. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. And I think there's pressure on Sean McDermott. Not necessarily, you know, look, it's easy to just always go to the head coach and all. He can make changes in his coordinator. He had Dable there a long time. He's had Leslie there. We haven't talked about Leslie Frazier. I don't think Leslie Frazier is going anywhere. Agreed. I think Sean McDermott has a, certainly a hand in the defense. I mean, let's let's also be honest. The defense was missing Hyde, missing Von Miller, missing yep. Poyer a good chunk of the time. Trey and he was White. playing hurt. Uh, Trey White is not himself. Um, they like Christian Benford. He didn't get back on the field like – there was a lot missing. Daquan Jones today, not in the game. Yeah. Yep. At least there, you had some reasons, not excuses, right? Yep. That yeah. the defense wasn't what it was. Uh, I'm worried about the secondary, no doubt. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know what they're going to do with linebacker, you know, what they're going to do with Tremaine. But there's a lot of questions about that. But I don't think Leslie Frazier's. I know a lot of people get mad at Frazier. Let's be honest. They give up the two scores early. They got pushed around. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think it's the same thing as having Josh Allen as your quarterback and not being able to make it work. We went into the season talking about, man, there's 53-man rosters so talented. I think right now, after seeing this season in the entirety, not just this isn't a, a reaction to just one game, you can throw a dart and hit a position group, not the quarterback, that needs to be upgraded. Every single position group, I think, needs to be addressed. I think 
I think every single position group needs to be addressed. That's but, crazy but to like, say. But like, what, oh, yes. Like, I can't yes. believe I'm saying that after this season. Well, I did a radio interview. They're like, we're going to talk about something that's concerning us, one of the position groups. And I was like, I don't know which, which position group they're going to choose. Is it going to be secondary? Is it going to be offensive line? Is it going to be skill position guys? Like... Yeah, it, there's there are a lot of questions. You know, it's, it's and that's a lot of work too. Jenna, I was going to say, if you went through every team that made the playoffs this year, I think the only one that has worse <laughs> skill guys is the Giants. Wow, and they took one of and, the Bills practice squad great. players and made them pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Dallas is not great. Mm. I mean, if you look at what their skill That's guys CD are. CD and Pollard. Pollard is good. Pollard CD is good. Lamb is really good. They're missing that other guy. They'll probably go out and get that. Uh, San Francisco, no doubt, has those guys at wide receiver and running back. Eagles any good? Eagles, yeah. The Eagles <laughs> have the guys. Minnesota's got those guys. I mean, like, if you go around, like, I don't. I don't think the Bills even remotely match up. And that's not even going with the offensive line. Look at the offensive lines that are left. Kansas City, Philly, Washington, and Cincinnati with their backups dominated the Bills. I'm not I don't think they have a great line, but they make up for it with scheme, a quarterback, and weapons. Yeah. So I don't know, am I missing somebody that where the Bills would rank with weapons? No, Obviously, I mean Miami's I, got better weapons. Than I was them. to say, I think that's fair. And they didn't make the playoffs. So Jacksonville, Miami. Well, Bills they got, got better. Like Jacksonville's uh, Jacksonville's weapons. ATN. Zay, uh, somebody laughed at me one day. I said I'd take Zay Jones on this team in a minute. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm like Zay Jones is playing great. Yep. He is. And they got Christian Kirk. Yeah. They have some, and they got uh, Ingram, the tight end, making plays down the field. They, they've got good players. I, they're lacking. It's on beam. This is a tough off season for him. He's yeah. got a lot of moves to make. Shout out Benjamin Solak. Talked about, pointed out that Brandon Bean hasn't drafted a Pro Bowler the last four years on this good of a team. It's interesting. And I will also admit that Pro Bowling is stupid. Matt Milano's on a Pro no. Bowler, but he's a first team All Pro. But you could you could even make that argument and say All Pro, Pro Bowler, or even a player sure. that deserved to get it. Yeah. Um, a snub. I mean. There ain't anybody. Add maybe last year when he had a yeah, really but good even year. that it's not like some guaranteed yeah. guy. I mean, look who they've taken in the high rounds. You know, AJ Apinesa, Greg Kyrie Rousseau, Elam, Greg Rousseau. You know, I, I think Kyrie could have potential. Yeah, he's he's got ability, but I mean, pro you know, yeah, all uh, no. pro and Pro Bowl. You yes, know, not even, yeah. There's a huge jump. And I to know that. you're even that you're drafting late in the first round, but teams draft guys that are Pro Bowlers second, third, fourth round. I mean, it happens. So. Yeah, Bean's got pressure on him. Not, not losing your job pressure, but it's like, just, come on, like. Well, it's disappointing too to see like today how much they've invested in the defensive line <laughs> through yeah. free agency, through the draft, all these things, and like there was the opportunity to capitalize considering the Bengals are so beaten up on their offensive line, and it was like, I mean, Joe Burrow. It felt like they did a good job of scheming around that, but at the same point, there just felt like there was no pressure. Up on Bur- like it just it yeah it was really upsetting to see knowing how much money they've spent and invested to see kind of a performance like that today and honestly without Von Miller it's 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 been like that and Von is Von but he's a year older next year too yeah. like you were getting a great year out of him coming that off did, a second ACL that did take yeah. a lot out of him I thought you know I mean out of them without him yeah. But, and by the way, I'm not giving Leslie Frazier a pass today. I didn't like the scheme. 
I figure if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive, get the corners up, try to take away. They went underneath a lot in this game. Yeah, they did. Yep. And guys were open all the time. Guys were open. Open, so. open. Yeah. I had nightmare, like nightmare flashbacks of Joe Burrow just looking surgical like Tom Brady did in Orchard Park for two decades. That was that was the precision. And like you talked about, Mike, that he doesn't have the talent that Allen has. He doesn't right. have the arm, the running ability. He doesn't have he doesn't even have the big arm like like Mahomes, right? Or even Herbert. But man, does he put the ball in the right place at the right time? His decision making, his poise in the pocket is just phenomenal. Yeah, he was he's really, a problem. He really he's was gonna be a Joe, problem in Buffalo. He really was Joe Cool. Yeah, like, like he was calm. Cool. We we talked about oh the Bills how they match up time. with the Chiefs like yeah. now they got problems yeah because the Bengals ain't going anywhere <sighs> yeah it yeah. goes fast what it do they does. say the NFL stands for not for long and you get your window there you know Sean was asked is your window closing that's a bit strong yeah but you still got Josh Allen but it does change the window like they have to make substantial moves I think to open that window wider and I have to say you look around the division and you say I don't love New England at all but with better coaching which is funny to say that about them they'll be competitive I mean their offensive coaching was abysmal their weapons were abysmal I think they'll be better Miami's got a good roster yeah and if Tua's healthy they're a problem and the Jets have a great defense with I mean they have to figure out what they're doing so they all have issues but the conference itself is strong, and, you know, you still got the Chargers. You got even, you know, Pittsburgh's coming up with a young quarterback. It's yeah. like it gets harder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's – I feel like it's setting setting in <laughs> now that there's – winning cures all, and, and I feel like with the Bills, when they kept winning, you're like, yeah, there's problems, but, you know – the great deodorant is winning. Yeah, and then now the season-ending loss, especially in a way like that, it just it feels like there are a lot of. I hate it when weaknesses. Nick Wright and Colin Coward are right. Ugh. Oh, I Nick Wright is dunk, and you know what? I usually try to make fun of him, take a little troll shot at him sometimes. Nothing to say. He's tweeting in capital letters, and you, you could be mad, but I mean. His You're team's mad in it the championship, it's right, yeah. and they're playing Burrow, and it's that's the two in the AFC now. Allen's not part of that. Yep. Yeah. It's Bur- It was Mahomes and Allen. It's Burrow and Mahomes now until yeah. Josh changes for the second straight year. It's yeah. Chiefs and Bengals in the AFC, and it's not all on Josh because he was great last year in that game, and this game was whatever. But he's lost in the playoffs to Mahomes twice and Burrow once. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's zero for three against those two. Just and it's in. not, I know, before you say, it's not all on him, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Also, just losing a playoff game at home in the way that you did, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, but they need to build a dome. Build a dome. I mean, I selfishly wish they would, but that's because I don't want to be outside. Um, we always talk about the press box. The food, yeah. And I well, want to do that, but, but I wanted to make sure we wrapped up what you guys were thinking about yeah today was a sad trombone yes like that was well, I, I had a much more graphic description of the game earlier but we'll <laughs> uh, we'll just go with the sad trombone noise because it was just one of those every single time and like mike you asked the, the best question i thought to to matt yeah. milano just saying it was an 
uncommon game, the way that this, the way the defense played, and all yeah. of those things. And did you sense that? Was what your question was to Milana, who again, <laughs> I tweeted out the the video. Um, and somebody responded with, I did not know that's what Matt Milano sounded like, which I thought was very – was a perfect tweet because we don't – he's a very soft-spoken guy, doesn't doesn't talk a lot, and usually doesn't doesn't say much. And he said, yeah, there was no juice, there was no energy, there was no momentum. Usually it's the offense scores and then we can feed off that or the defense gets a turnover and the offense responds. And he goes, there was none of that today. And to think about – saying those words if you said that week 12 against you know the Steelers I'd be like oh yeah that makes sense but to say it in the divisional round of the playoffs at home is just very surprising to me and that's just kind of how I I, I felt about this game was the lack of energy Um, again I, I didn't know if it was just the emotional toll that this season has taken on them but it just was they were flat by the way, and do you think the crushed. Bengals played with any edge from feeling like they got cheated out of the home game yeah. and then all the talk about the Bills and Chiefs? Yeah, I do. A little bit, right? I think they, they like definitely took it, that? they took it personally, I would say. Okay, Michael Jordan. And I took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> and this I took that sucked. personally. It did. Yeah, it was a it bad did. game. It um, did. Being on the sidelines of that game, the fourth quarter, I was like, ooh. I was like, man, this is... And just being around the team, like, seeing them hanging their heads. Normally, that's like, I heard Tremaine Edmonds yelling in the fourth quarter, like, come on, let's fight, let's fight. But it just, the reaction was just, it was weird. It, yeah. It, it felt like slowly this team had been losing air all season long, and then yesterday it just. Yeah. It's like there, you know, there were there were holes in the tire, and you kept filling it up and patching them, and you hit a really big pothole in the Bengals. Yeah. Yep. No, it's true. And the car crumbled. Oh, oh that sounds bad. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about food? Yeah. Jenna, good. what was the food like on the field? I did not. Okay. Also, let's not like cry a sob story. Jenna was up in the press box pregame. She got to eat up there. Too. That was so defensive of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I knew we'd get the flack of like, oh, Dan's up in the press box. Jenna doesn't have to, doesn't get to oh, eat. Wait a minute, you go up there one game and you're fighting back on the narrative that you're in the oh press box. Oh my god, yeah. relax. I'm you're in clearly the press triggered. box every week. I hear it and I go, oh, that's terrible. I'm going up in the press box now. <laughs> yeah. By the way, those pastries look like they're plastic. Yeah, butter. The butter blog. It the was butter a butter blog. blog. Yeah, yeah they, they don't look real. And one had bacon in it. Yeah, it was one I had. It was a. Bacon, was donut wrapped around a bacon. Yeah, it was good. Donut I don't want bacon in a pastry. I don't mind that. I didn't have it. I had the beef on weck macaroni and cheese. Which oh, was, so which, we had a nice had, meal. Which had beef stroganoff vibes. Yeah. And then I had the chicken wings, which were really good. Yeah, Lenovo. Yeah. And then I had a, a, a bowl of M&M's and gummy bears. <laughs> Pre-game and, fuel. And then at halftime, like that, that buffalo chicken wing dip. Very smooth. Yeah, it, was, it was like pureed buffalo chicken. It was like dip. it came out of it just a big. <laughs> Somebody can. in line goes, "Are those sweet potatoes?" Like, because that was the consistency. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you so know, imagine sweet usually, potatoes. It usually has some, some chunks, chunks in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they go with the sweet potatoes. Like, well, you can you can prepare sweet potatoes yeah, in other t- ways. T- <laughs> yeah, like that was the like the consistency of what That's it looked. It was, so weird. It was accurate. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. 
It was and good. they had some brisket that was good, and that was... So, okay. Didn't so. have much of an appetite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your experience like? Weird. Felt like a fish out of water. Right? I feel like oh, I didn't have any Stan friends when I was up there. comfortable wherever he goes. He's never a fish out of water. He's over there holding court with didn't people. Didn't you feel like you weren't working? Yes. Yeah. Because like even when I'm at the station games, I'm like cutting video, tweeting from there. Like It just was like you're sitting... I don't know, it's different. Yeah, you're just like... It's not my first time I've been in the press box. It's probably only my fifth or sixth time, but it's... I don't, I don't feel like I belong. Yeah. Were we all Were we all in the press box the same... No, you weren't up there. Channel 8 never let you go, did they? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind nope. of funny. I remember when Jenna came and broke all the rules yep. when she was working in Elmira. Yeah, I was next she to her. She was in the press box. Yep. Yeah, Dan Wait, came Wait, you were me. there that day. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we actually so we technically were all, all were in the press box. We were, yeah. I remember we Dan so Dan and I worked together in Elmira. Dan Cottrell and I worked together yes. in Elmira. Gonna fates. And uh, no, Renee, your wife would not like that. <laughs> your sister, um, but we were. <laughs> I was what twenty two at the time. I was the sports director, so I had like Mike's job, but in Elmira. No, you didn't. And you were yeah, in Elmira. It, it, it doesn't count. But <laughs> essentially, we missed a game. We didn't tell them we weren't coming. So lost our credential. We lost our credential. Chris Finelli. Oh it's like, my hey, God. guys, you didn't show up. Yeah. So didn't tell us, so you guys can't come anymore. We're like, yeah. fair enough. Touche, man. Had no yeah. idea what we were doing. I yeah. No. That's idea. why Mike handles all the logistical stuff. I no, Mike makes it seem like he does. I take care of for you guys. I make sure you're all set. You do book the flights. Yeah. Man, but I wish we were going to yeah, Atlanta. We more flights though. I know. Yeah. Oh, we got London. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Bueller? Nah, I'm good. Well, we're we don't have post game uh, podcasts, but we will be doing podcasts. Yeah, so. yeah. Still stay subscribed because we're we're gonna keep putting out content, of course. And I we have a lot to talk about as the off season begins, and there are big decisions to be made, and obviously plenty of upgrades in terms of what the Bills want to do, and just decisions along the way. So. Be sure to keep it here and subscribe, as well as if you could rate the podcast, comments are always appreciated. And if you could share it, if you like this podcast and want to send it to some other Bills fans, um, yeah, for Mike and Dan, Dan is yawning, so I feel like that's the cue. All good. All good. All right. Uh, For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. We will catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. Thanks for listening. And be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe.